Hello and welcome to this broadcast. Today we will be celebrating and honoring the civil rights movement and everyone associated with it who helped make this movement possible. Throughout this broadcast, we will revisit different interviews and events from the time that they were originally broadcasted. Before we start, let's set the stage a little. The peak of the civil rights movement lasted from 1954 to 1968, and some famous leaders include Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and Rosa Parks. Many groundbreaking events occurred during this time period, and those the African-American community dealt with many hardships, but paved the way to progress and equality. Let's start off with an interview with Emmett Till, a young man who faced a horrible consequence for acting his age. Today, after almost six decades of silence, the woman who was part of one of the most famously known racial murders in history, the death of a 14-year-old boy named Emmett Till, who allegedly flirted with the white female cashier, has finally spoken out about her perspective on the incident. Hello, Miss Carolyn Bryan Donham. The first question I have for you today is, how much of the trial was true? There was a lot of say at the time that a white man's word was law and that nothing a black man said would be excused. I will admit that the part of the testimony where the boy made verbal and physical advances to me were not true. I can't remember what happened during the time of the incident, but I do remember only interacting with the boy for a minute in the store. Okay. My next question for you is this. How do you feel about the nature of the situation? Do you think what happened to Till was justified? Absolutely not. Nothing that boy ever did was deserving of what happened to him. I'm glad things have changed now, and I think that the old system of white supremacy is wrong. At the time, I had more or less taken it as normal. All right, thank you, Mrs. Carolyn Bryan Donham, for speaking out about this. This traumatizing event that this young man went through was not uncommon. In fact, in many events within the civil rights movement, even when they made progress, they were met with great opposition and violence. Let's take a look from this breaking news clip from 1957. Sorry for interrupting, but I come to you with breaking news. Today, President Eisenhower has employed federal troops at Little Rock High in order to ensure the safety of the Little Rock Nine. These nine African-American students were chosen to be enrolled in Little Rock High School because of their academic performance. The governor of Arkansas, Orville Faubus, was against this idea and had previously prevented the students from entering the school with the state National Guard until Eisenhower responded. Blacks going to majority white high schools was new to the people of Arkansas, as the case of Brown v. Board had just concluded with the verdict of segregation being a violation of the 14th Amendment. This overrides the verdict of Plessy v. Ferguson, which said segregation was okay if the facilities were separate but equal, which they weren't. Behind me, you can hear the angry voices and threats being thrown at these high school students, and violence has already broken out towards a black reporter. Stay tuned to get more updates on this tragic yet groundbreaking event. During the civil rights movement, news channels were getting more and more creative with how they broadcasted the injustices that the African-American community faced. Let's see how a broadcasted restaurant review handled this situation. All around the city of Greensboro, North Carolina, there are numerous incidents where fellow blacks have been racially segregated from countertops and serving areas. Let's take a look inside the diners that choose not to serve African Americans. My first sit-in experience was at the Woolworth lunch counter, waiting for a cup of coffee to arrive. 
As I waited with my other three colleagues, I noticed that white patrons eyed us warily, and white waitresses ignored us. No matter how polite we were in asking to be served, we were still ostracized. I would definitely give the place a zero out of five for customer service. And how could I rate the food if we were never served? Sin experience at another lunch counter was much more violent. He would throw eggs at us, sprinkled itching powder on us. We were often hassled, elbowed, and shoved. I had to watch a fellow colleague scream in pain as the hot coffee she ordered was not served in the cup, but rather poured over her personally by the white waitress. I have no words for the treatment we received. Nobody should ever dine in such a place that treats their customers that way. At least not customers who were polite since the moment they walked in. One of the most memorable events of the entire civil rights movement had to have been the Birmingham campaign. This event showcased the innocence of many African Americans in their fight to gain equality and the extremes that many white citizens would go to in order to maintain the lifestyle that they were used to. Let's throw it over to a clip from an associate of the company who was reporting from Birmingham during the time of the event. Coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama, where the Birmingham campaign, or known as Project C, has seen a lot of resistance, but has finally reached the conclusion of desegregation. The campaign itself consists of organized sit-ins, a march on the city hall, and boycotting downtown merchants. All of this was created by Martin Luther King Jr.'s idea of a nonviolent protest of the segregation laws. About 30 minutes ago, there was a demonstration with hundreds of African-American students marching into downtown Birmingham, but clearly met with resistance. The police were using high-pressure fire hoses and police dogs to attack the students, and numerous were arrested. Right now, however, the business leaders have agreed to make compromises with the campaign leaders so long as they stop the protest. Desegregation will soon occur with lunch counters, restrooms, water fountains, and department stores agreed to hire African-American clerks. Now let's take a quick commercial break by looking at some of the commercials that would be broadcasted during the Civil Rights Movement. We march for the right to vote for the African-American people. We march for Jimmy Lee Jackson, a boy shot dead in a peaceful demonstration. We march for those who were trying to cross the bridge to leave the city and were brutally attacked by state troopers. We will not let injustice prevail and we will not let batons, whips, tear gas, or guns stop us. Join us as we make our way from Selma to Montgomery to protest for our voting rights. Be a part of the change, be a part of movement, and be a part of justice. And we're back. Up next on the broadcast, we have a debate to get the different perspectives of two different activist groups that existed, the SNCC and the SCLC. These two groups dominated the civil rights movement, but although they were fighting for the same thing, their differing views on how to handle each situation caused them to have some tension between them. So you all seemed a bit divided during the Selma March, as there were many SNCC members who didn't show up to the march. What was the cause of that? I'd like to know that as well. What happened to being brothers in arms? It is because of your incompetence that we have split off. We had gathered ourselves the first time, but on Bloody Sunday, the feds fired and no one wanted to fight back. Under King, all of the needed support abandoned us and left us for dead. We are tired of running from our problems and want to stand up and fight them. Well, besides us, there are children and whites who are not ready or willing to fight. 
There's no reason to fight when we can just cut our losses and try again. After the obstruction, we were able to march to Montgomery safely. Not after running away again and wasting the time of your supporters. Alright guys, next question. What is the biggest obstacle within the civil rights movement? We believe that the biggest obstacle within the civil rights movement is the inability to work together. We have too many small cracks which leads to less support and less power to appeal to the government for assistance. If we all came together, we would be able to push for more legislature to be passed in our favor and accomplish our goals. And that's exactly the problem. We have been relying on the whites to be doing our work for us. It is for our rights that we are fighting for and no one else's. The small cracks are caused by your intermingling with the whites as they may want to help, but they'll never truly be dedicated to a cause that won't help them. We need to show them that we mean business and that there will be consequences if they do not oblige to our demands. These debates sparked huge controversy among those who were part of the civil rights movement. There were now two different ways to achieve the same goal, but the more violent approach would definitely change the views toward, towards the African-American community, while passive resistance approach gave them more respect. These two viewpoints still exist today as the fight for equal rights pursues. At the end of the official civil rights movement, African-Americans had made lots of progress. Congress passed two acts, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The Civil Rights Act prohibited discrimination in public places, provided for the integration of schools and other public facilities, and made employment discrimination illegal, and officially states that any violation of civil rights becomes a federal offense, so the federal government now takes responsibility when they see it violated, instead of being left to the state's government. The Voting Rights Act of 1965 made it so that every state could not make race an issue when it came to voting or the federal government would intervene. These two acts made unprecedented progress in the movement and stood, stood as a source of motivation that as long as they keep fighting, they will achieve great things. Some even argue that the civil rights movement still hasn't ended and that the African Americans face many of the same problems that they faced back then, but in a different society. But that, that's a controversy that is up to you guys to decide. We hope you enjoyed our honorary broadcast in celebration of the civil rights movement and gained some knowledge and wisdom about the great fight, progress, and change that the movement has brought.